Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. Welcome in. You found the World Travel Dad Show. On this week's show, we bring you Chiang Mai, Northern Thailand. Plus, we're going to discuss how our 2023 Ringing in the New Year went back in Phuket. Um, Glad everyone has joined us. Hope you're having a great New Year. This is the first show um, of the New Year. And uh, can't wait to talk to you about Chiang Mai, uh, New Year's, and of course we're going to do our first headlines of the year. Coming right up. Thanks for joining. Welcome to our first headlines for 2023. One of the main stories we're going to be following this year is the state of the U.S. economy. Many are predicting we're entering a stage called stagflation, which is increased inflation with stagnating economic growth. Amazon is set to lay off 18,000 workers, and Salesforce is set to lay off 10,000. So keep an eye on that. I don't know It sounds like a lot of workers to me. And we can whistle past the graveyard or we can acknowledge that, yes, we are going to be stagnating. We were supposed to have a Santa Claus rally at the end of 2022, and it didn't happen. And all told, by year's end, the carnage was significant. S&P was down 20% over the year the NASDAQ was down over 30% for the year. What does that mean for the year in terms of travel? Well, um, Americans will have less discretionary income, so you'll have to stretch your dollar farther, and we will try to help you with our show. We'll help you figure out tricks to get your dollar to stretch further and still take some of those fun trips that you've always been able to take. One key, of course, is the global arbitrage, which we espouse on this program. And that is to say, take your US dollars that you've saved up and take them to a place where they will go farther. Southeast Asia is one such place. Uh, It's kind of hard to get here though. So that's the tricky part there. And that brings us to our next story. The Southeast Asian region of the macroeconomic outlook is the best region in the world, according to S&P publications. The Southeast Asian region is set to grow 3.2% in 2023. It's the only major region that is tracked that will grow. Every other region is set to contract in 2023. Now, 
admittedly is not gangbusters. It's not like setting the world on fire, but it's very emblematic of the Southeast Asian economy that I can tell. It's like the land of gig work. It's the land of anyone can have a job in these communities. Um, I feel like I've pounded the pavement, especially when I'm doing my jogs. I feel like I can get a good sense for what's going on. And it seems like everyone can be employed here, whether you're um, a grab driver or you're delivering grab food or you're selling fruit or you're doing uh, laundry, uh, massages, fixing motorcycles. I mean, the jobs are, are there, but... The dynamic economic growth maybe comes later for this region. It's still a developing region. And you can tell in the way that they approach topics. We've talked before about the amount of plastics that are used. And I, I literally have to remind people ten times to stop giving me plastic bags. And I bring my own bags, and they have never seen that before. And that's something that comes with a late-stage economy that's already been developed and is on the downslide. You know, we get the luxury of thinking about how much plastic we're putting into landfills. And we're still on the precipice here in Southeast Asia of considering those important topics. And so, yes, I'm being paternalistic about it. And yes, I have a right to be, even though some would argue that I don't because... Southeast Asia is still developing, but I can call it like I see it. I mean, they're blaming tourists for all the trash, but um, we all just need to do our part. The next story is a sports story. Damar Hamlin. I sometimes accidentally call him Denny Hamlin, who is a NASCAR driver. Damar Hamlin was a Buffalo Bills player who had a heart attack after making a hit during the middle of a game. And some right-wing vax deniers immediately speculated that maybe it had something to do with the vaccine. But that's... Come on, guys. That's kind of embarrassing. Um, people have been having these um, kind of freak accident heart attacks. I know I played baseball growing up, and that was the thing for a while. Kids were getting hit in the heart with a baseball, and it was kind of this freak accident heart attack. And they started saying that you couldn't use metal bats in high school, which I think is a good idea. Everyone should just use wooden bats. I mean, it's a, it's a pure form of hitting anyway. But I digress. NFL, a couple things about this. Um, fortunately, that player sounds like he's making a comeback. Um, he's doing well neurologically. I think the NFL is too violent. I think when I played fantasy football, all my star players kept getting hurt all the time. And just there's too many injuries to sustain that type of sport. Um, yeah, it's kind of exciting, but gotta clean the sport up. It have they have to make it so that it, the hitting doesn't take your star players out all the time. I, I can't believe that that would be a sustainable model. I mean, think about if you didn't know from week to week if like Messi was going to play. You know, that wouldn't be very much fun. So soccer has it right there. Far less injuries. In U.S. politics, uh, Kevin McCarthy finally became the speaker. Uh, who cares about this stuff? 
uh, U.S. politics is kind of boring right now. Um, you know, maybe when we get toward the presidential election, it'll get more exciting with uh, Trump in the primaries, but really boring right now. So key things for 2023 are uh, markets. We're going to be watching U.S. markets. We're going to be talking housing market, uh, international, global, uh, finance, and currency uh, trading. I'm looking for the trends in the U.S. market to continue to go down. There will be dead cat bounces. Um, and if you can make money off of a trade on a dead cat bounce, you know, you, you drop a cat out of a window, it's going to bounce a little bit. And that's kind of like the U.S. market in, in bear market territory. Uh, you're a better trader than I am. I'm not even, I'm not touching the U.S. market right now. Not until it goes a lot lower. And it may, it maybe won't go a lot lower in, uh, it won't, in, in nominal terms. Maybe it stays high because of inflation, but that's getting into the weeds. Um, I think, uh, oh, one other story. Uh, these Twitter files keep coming out. Matt Taibbi just released a new batch, and it's it's pretty scary. The U.S. government was in cahoots with these major news agencies like Twitter um, trying to shut down people's free speech. And I always had felt like the best disinfectant for a bad idea is sunlight. You know, I think you sh- there should be more free speech than less. And also remember, it's not constitutional unless the state's involved. You know, if you're at a cocktail party and you want to talk to people about this, make sure that they're not implicating constitutional issues when it's just a private company like Twitter. Um, Twitter is a private company, and they can curtail and abridge the rights of free speech guaranteed by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. That's legal, and it's constitutional, even if it's a big company. I don't like that argument. I don't like... Uh, I don't know where the line is between a company that's too big and becomes like a quasi, uh, you know, I'm uncomfortable with that. But if the state is involved, if the U.S. government is involved, that implicates state action, First and 13th Amendment, and that's when it becomes unconstitutional. So just private companies on their own can abridge free speech, but the state can't. Looks like the U.S. government was doing this... uh, very frustrating especially because it's only one way i mean it's like only against conservative viewpoints but you know the liberals who think that that's a good idea it can just as easily be turned around against them and i can't believe they don't see that i think we all should band together we should find common ground against this state-sponsored curtailment of free speech it's completely dangerous. It's it's stuff out of like World War II. It's propaganda. And we all have to call it for what it is. We'll be right back.
I can't tell you how versatile the Wise Card has been for my travels. From paying for my kids' school tuition in Ubud to wiring the tour company payment for our snorkeling trip, the Wise Card has been there for me. Let me explain how it works. From the States or anywhere, you purchase foreign currency and keep it in your Wise account. It becomes your de facto foreign bank account. You purchase at the current exchange rate. If you think the dollar is at its peak in value, purchase a foreign currency, pay a very minimal fee, and voila, you have your short dollar position. Congratulations, you're now a foreign currency trader, and you didn't have to open a bank account in Montenegro. And fellas, your wife wants to go to Italy. She's sick of the bowling alley as your idea of entertainment. Why not start by opening your WISE account today? If you use the link in the show notes, capitalize with at least $300 US, World Travel Dad gets a minuscule kickback that I promise to use on cheap beer. Take your wife to Italy. Let's get back to this thing I'm calling a show. As we said to start the show, we're in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Uh, it's northern Thailand, part of the former uh, Lana dynasty during the mid-16th century. And that was a completely separate dynasty than what is present-day Thailand. They had their own major cities, primarily centering around parts of the Mekong River Delta in Vietnam and some other areas that I forgot, but there's a town called Chiang Rai, which is a cool place to go, I guess. I haven't been there. Like I said, I I had never even, I'd barely heard of Thailand. You know, it's, it's possibly the, the most different sort of place I've been, even including Bali. Um, weather has been very nice here. It's kind of like, reminds me a little bit of California weather. Um, here you have to deal with the occasional smell of burning trash. Um, pretty frequent, but Hey, I mean, it's the sights and the sounds and the smells and it's all that stuff. And it's beautiful. Um, here, uh, the Lana dynasty, wrapped up when it came under Burmese control and I believe the 17th century. Um, and so that they, they still celebrate the architecture. We were at a, at an architecture shop yesterday. They did some coffee, they did some library, bit of everything to be honest. Um, looks like architecture firm out of Tokyo and Bangkok. Um, so they put on a good little show over there, but some Lana architecture. I did a did a post, uh, you know, on the on the IG there. Um, and I had not heard of Chiang Mai. Um, full disclosure: we had a Thai au pair for a year during COVID, um, and she was a real gamer. Um, you know, we complained about her a lot. That's kind of just what you do. Um, that's just what it's like having an au pair live with you. But she's like our Ronald Reagan of au pairs. As time has gone on, history has been more favorable to her. I mean, she could she could ride a bike like no other. We were, we were very impressed by that because not all au pairs 
have ever even been on a bike, unfortunately. Um, I think most of ours could ride a bike. But uh, I was was predisposed to like the Thai people, you know. Um, it's, It's very different. I mean, most of the people in general we've met have been great on our entire trip. Um, they've been fine. So Thai people are not not going overboard like the Balinese, but hey, that was our au pair. It's like she didn't go overboard, but she steadied the ship during a tough time during COVID. We actually moved out of our house for a little bit. Um, you know, she's having the kids go to like virtual school and stuff, so. Um, but she, she was from Chiang Mai and so she told us to go here and, uh, we, um, listened. And so that was the first time I heard of Chiang Mai and it's been fun. We've done a, we've done some, some good stuff. If you're taking a family here, uh, you can, you can take, you can go downtown to the mall. We're out here in Hangdong province in Kwong, um, Kwai. Um, non Kwai, sorry, my bad. Uh, and it's a yeah, 10 kilometer cab ride and depending on traffic, it's not like my favorite part, but with no traffic, like yesterday we didn't have traffic. We had cheap cab rides. You know, we went out last night to a French restaurant I and mean, we're, yeah, we're, we're living a little bit. So you don't have to, doesn't have to all be buttoned up there. Uh, we went downtown to a mall. Saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile early in the week. Uh, I would recommend that, you know, for... I'm trying to make sure that, that the people that are listening to this show are, are family travel. Uh, it look, So I'm, I'm really trying to drive listeners there. If you have a friend who, you know, wants to hear about travel spots, that's how I heard about some other podcasts. You know, you're you're going to take a trip somewhere... You're going to look up who's ever talked about it. So, um, good place for families here. Yesterday we went to the architecture thing. Uh, down, downtown was fine. It was nice. Um, very nice city. Very happy with it. Um, and let's see. We will be in Chiang Mai, uh, for a few weeks. Um, so I'll definitely get another podcast in here once I get a little more of a lay of the land. Uh, very interesting out here. Um, so I'm going to need to dig in a bit, do some more homework. But there's there's no beach, so that's different. You know, we left Phuket. That was we had a beach every day, um, and that you, you got a beach, you got an answer, basically. And uh, so we miss Phuket um had an amazing kitchen I did some great cooking there I cooked uh I wanted to talk about New Year's um you know it's 2023 it's our first show and hope everyone had fun over the holidays um we I cooked my green curry my tofu green curry on New Year's Day um sorry New Year's Eve New Year's Eve, yes. So we went out to took the took the kids out on to, on the town, and we went to the Stone Bar, 
Um, it, it was just this little like cool surf bar, and I had always wanted to check it out. Uh, I have some pictures from that. Um, I should probably post some of them. That would be good. And um, just played some pool there. Had a beer. Uh, played pool with uh, my son, Rylan. He um, really wanted to play. Really showing an interest in pool, which fine with me. I mean, I, I, I liked pool growing up. It's like my favorite of those sort of, like, is it ping pong? Is it darts? You know, is it pool? I, I go pool definitely pool um and then we went to bed or while we walked back through russians were having a huge cocktail party and then we went to bed um we were woken up at midnight to incredibly loud fireworks so rang in the new year uh new year's day um the norwegian family i think i mentioned them we had met them in kolanta and they had shown up in Phuket, and we had them down to our Katanoi beach. Um, Katanoi uh, was uh, great, spectacular little area. Um, that's a place, you know, I might be able to go back to. Because that's the thing. It's like, which parts do you ever go back to? Uh, I never, I never really have an answer to that. Um, Let's see, that's it. So then we, the next day, we flew up to Chiang Mai. And now we're up here in the north. And uh, it's sunny. Somebody's on a loudspeaker over here. I went up to the roof of of our little building here because, I don't know, I thought I'd check it out as as a recording studio. I don't know if that was a terrible mistake. Um... I think trying to do this podcast is a terrible mistake, frankly. And uh, that's it. I mean, there's there's a lot we'll be looking at. We're looking at uh, we're watching markets. I'm watching it. You got gold. Gold's going up, but I never trust gold. Um, I have. Uh, I did the the tea bill purchase. I'll talk about that more. I mean, I don't know. I'm this show's trying to be f- like finance and world travel for families, and my wife has told me repeatedly that it's going to fail miserably. But we're growing an audience, and that is exciting. Um, so rate the show only if you're going to give it five stars. I don't need like some smart guy in there with a four star like could could improve yeah no duh can't swear if you swear you have to put the little e up there and i don't want to be one of those shows all right that's all we have this week we will be broadcasting next week from chiang mai oh i'm trying to get some guests on the show um if you would like to be on the show email me i'm going to try to try to interview as soon as i can figure out how to record the call i'm going to interview uh you know anyone who has some thoughts on on these things so um and you can definitely reach out to me for anything else travel related you're taking your family to chiang mai uh, i can offer you what i know 
what I've learned in like five days. Uh, all right. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this show. I am constantly trying to improve through the process of iteration. Your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending it here. We are now available on Google, Apple, and Spotify. Wherever you are listening, please take a moment to leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. And I promise to do whatever I can to send you good vibes. (laughs) 